Trigger warning. This podcast contains details from emotional abuse survivors. Hello, my name is Serene Leeds, and welcome to Emotional Abuse is Real, a new podcast where we share stories about a type of abuse that hides in the shadows, a type of abuse that has no visible scars. According to the National Domestic Violence Hotline, emotional abuse includes non-physical behaviors that are meant to control, isolate, or frighten you. But emotional abuse is no less harmful than physical abuse. And that's what this podcast aims to impart on our listeners. Like the title says, emotional abuse is real, and it's just as serious as any other kinds of abuse. What's also important to remember is that emotional abuse doesn't have to come from a romantic partner. A boss, a parent, a sibling, or even a friend can be an emotional abuser. In just a few moments, I'll kick things off by sharing my own story of emotional abuse. But before we get into that, I'd like to introduce myself beyond my name. I'm a longtime journalist who built my career covering TV, pop culture, health, wellness, parenting, and even a little bit of marketing. I've had the honor of being published in a vast array of outlets, ranging from the Wall Street Journal to Entertainment Weekly to Glamour to Vulture. But ultimately, I'm a storyteller. I want to share my stories and I want to hear yours. Recently, I obtained my master's degree in professional writing from NYU. And this podcast is part of my overall professional mission to encourage more effective communication among ourselves. This is just a very long-winded way of saying to whoever is listening out there that this podcast isn't about me. It's about you. If you are an emotional abuse survivor and you want to share your story, please get in touch with me by shooting an email to hello at sereneleads.com. That's S-A-R-E-N-E-L-E-E-D-S.com. Or you can feel free to DM me on Instagram at sereneleadswrites. That's S A R E N E. L-E-E-D-S-W-R-I-T-E-S. I can assure you that your privacy is of the utmost importance, so we can discuss those details when you reach out. My goal for this podcast is to provide a safe space for those still healing from their experiences. On that note, if you are a mental health professional who can speak about emotional abuse from a clinician's point of view, I'd love to talk to you as well please get in touch at either hello at sereneleads.com or via Instagram DM at sereneleadswrites. And now on with the show. Rolling Stone Magazine. Just the words conjure up images of a glamorous rock star lifestyle, right? Well, in 2007, I landed my lifelong dream job on staff at Rolling Stone. But seven years later, I quit under a cloud of depression, anger, and low self-esteem. 
It wasn't because of poor work performance or burnout. It was due to emotional abuse by my boss. I had never even heard of emotional abuse 10 years ago. Even though my days were spent doing what I loved, writing about my favorite TV shows and watching every rock star from Mick Jagger to Elton John casually stroll by my cubicle, I was miserable, absolutely miserable. Because I had chosen to make my work my number one priority, instead of stroking my male boss's ego, I was harshly punished for that choice. My boss was an insecure middle-aged man whose career potential had run out decades earlier. I, on the other hand, was young, ambitious, smart, and very good at my job. In short, I was a threat and he was intimidated, so he did whatever he could to control and isolate me on a daily basis. He would regularly pull me into what he called private meetings, with those sessions being anything but. They were held in fishbowl-esque glass door offices or conference rooms where our colleagues could watch my boss wield what little power he had over me. But here's the thing. Those meetings were never about my work performance. They were about character assassination. My boss would berate me for putting up boundaries because I wasn't comfortable with his flirting, which he called my attitude. My so-called cocky demeanor. Oh, I should add here that for someone with a significant editorial position at Rolling Stone magazine, this guy apparently didn't know the difference between the words cocky and confident he automatically assumed that any woman who was confident was cocky. Um, so yes, he deemed my so-called cockiness a part of this attitude. And also how I repeatedly resisted his attempts to break me into submission. Some sample comments from this boss regarding my supposed insubordinate behavior included progress is painful and that discomfort was a necessary evil to improve our relationship. By the time I resigned for, from Rolling Stone in 2014, I had been put on two different antidepressants and my marriage was on shaky ground. But worst of all, the lack of workplace support was almost as traumatizing as the actual abuse. Since this was pre-hashtag me too, neither my boss's superiors nor HR took my complaints seriously. My colleagues advised me to give in to my boss so he would leave me alone. And as I said, no one would take it seriously because everything this boss did touched on that elusive gray area. There was no sexual assault. Um, so everything I complained about was considered not that big of a deal. But this lack of support from my colleagues, none of that compared to one coworker's callous apathy. After she witnessed a late night haranguing, 
She smirked before looking deep into my eyes and announcing, I'm not getting involved. Shortly after that late night haranguing, I handed in my notice. While my decision was hardly a surprise to anyone who knew me, that resignation letter came as a complete and utter shock to my narcissistic boss. Sweet revenge, I guess. Nearly nine years after resigning from Rolling Stone, I still wish I had the knowledge to spot the signs of emotional abuse back then. Because if I had just known what emotional abuse was and why it's so important to talk about, I'm sure I would have left that toxic environment many years sooner. I have zero regrets about leaving Rolling Stone. Within days of doing so, I felt a huge weight lifted off of my shoulders, and my friends and family noticed it too. I was radiating happiness in a way they, had, they hadn't seen in a long time. And before long, I had landed some steady freelance writing gigs, including for the Wall Street Journal, and was well on my way to a prolific career as an entertainment journalist. Rolling Stone was in my rearview mirror professionally, but from a mental health standpoint, I still had a lot of healing to do. And that's what this podcast is all about, to help my fellow survivors heal from our collective trauma. Because by sharing our stories, we can help other people spot the signs of emotional abuse, which will hopefully prevent further instances of emotional abuse from occurring in the first place. Thank you for listening to Emotional Abuse is Real. If you would like to share your emotional abuse story, please don't hesitate to reach out at hello at sereneleads.com. That's S-A-R-E-N-E-L-E-E-D-S. Please note that this podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional mental health services. If you are a victim of emotional abuse and need help, please call or text the Suicide and Crisis Hotline at 988. See you next time.